You're listening to the Tan Talk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727 501 9090. That's 727 501 9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727 501 9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. They're new, they're authentic, they're the fastest miniature metal cars you've ever seen. New Hot Wheels, only from Mattel. California custom-style cars with power bulges, torsion bar suspensions, chrome engines, red stripe racing slicks. New Hot Wheels. There's more. Collect them by themselves or get them in action sets with special track and accessories. So you can race them or stunt them. Choose from the strip action set, the drag race action set, the stunt action set, the hot curves race action set. New Hot Wheels, only from Mattel, the fastest miniature metal cars you've ever seen. Chevy, my King Cuda, my Beach Bomb, my Mercedes 280, my Nitty Gritty Kitty, and my Charger. Hot Wheels and Fire! Five minutes! Treat your Hot Wheels right. Put them in a Hot Wheels carrying case, and they'll get where you're going. 12-car rally case, 24-car super rally case, and car collector's cases in four sizes. Go with the winner. Don Prudhomme's snake. Don
Tom McEwen's Mongoose. Dragdom's fastest duo goes from the drag strip to your home. It's Mattel's Mongoose Snake Drag Set, just like the big ones. Get Hot Wheels Mongoose Snake Drag Set. Only from Mattel. And go with a winner. Hot Wheels Car Race, Saturday, June 13th at a participating toy store near you. Everyone can race. Everyone gets a prize. They're off. Race them side by side on the new Hot Wheels Rod Runner race set. You set the speed, no batteries. Cock it back, and the Rod Runner kicks them out and burns them out. Only Hot Wheels gives your Rod Runner speed. The heavy Chevy wins. Get Mattel's new Rod Runner race set. Two cars, double eight track, and the Rod Runner power booster. Go with the winner. Here's the light, my Firebird. Another new Hot Wheels car. And the new drag shoot sunset. Only Hot Wheels has it. Mattel's drag shoot sunset. Drag shoot works with all Hot Wheels cars. One more way, Mattel's Hot Wheels keeps them going and makes them stop. Go with a winner. Now you can keep your Hot Wheels cars racing at top speed. Tune up all your cars on the dynameter in Mattel's new tune-up tower. You put it together yourself. The automatic elevator can stop on each floor. The dynameter tests each car for drag and drift. And a wheel alignment, too, keeps them racing faster than ever. Get Mattel's Hot Wheels road trial set with tune-up tower and a new Hot Wheels car. Go with the winner. The new Jackrabbit can do 100, 120, 140. Check out all your cars on the new Hot Wheels Toy Speedometer. It comes in the Supercharger Speed Test Set with a Hot Wheels car. The dial registers and resets automatically. Mattel's new Supercharger Speed Test Set. Batteries not included. Hot Wheels Car Race. Today, at a participating toy store near you. Everyone can race. Everyone gets a prize. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey, I'm Christy Lee from All Girls Garage and Barrett Jackson on Velocity, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, running your computers and... Wait a minute. I'm your show host, Robert. That's it. Run to your computers and Google TadTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Bobby, you're laughing. You thought I actually goofed up there. You know what happened? As I was sitting there, I wasn't paying Ooh. attention. <laughs> Me, yeah, right. I was uh, actually goofing up here. I was uh, kind of looking on the computer here, checking something, and I wasn't paying attention at the, to the time, and my mic was set wrong because I had kind of adjusted it wrong. So anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, run to your computers and Google TadTalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio. Check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget, if you missed any of our past shows, you can go to our website and go to Nostalgic Radio Cars, the heading, and that'll uh, turn you on to all our past 297, 98, uh, uh, what do we have, uh, radio shows. So anyway, we got one of our guests on the line, Bobby? We, uh, someone wanted to give us a compliment here. Somebody wanted to give us a compliment? Okay, what do we got? Who, who, who's on the air? This is Harvey. I just wanted to say that that must be one of the longest openings for nostalgic radio radio and cars I've ever heard. Longest? <laughs> How you doing, Harvey? Hey, how you doing? I was like, oh, another Hot Wheels. Oh, oh, another Hot Wheels. Oh, oh, another Hot Wheels. <laughs> well, now, did you play like watching with... the space shuttle land? Yeah. Landed. Did you uh, did you uh, did you have Hot Wheels when you were a kid? 
yeah, I, I had the uh, I had the set of twelve Hot Wheels. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I thought are you going to have the, <clears throat> are you going to have the president of uh, Hot Wheels on today? Yeah, that's what we're going to have. We're going to have the president. His name's Bill. Bill. Bill's the so, president of the Hot, of the Hot Wheels Corporation. You know, some of those Hot Wheels are worth a lot of money now. They are. They are. They are. So, speaking of Bill, what, how what, you been? <laughs> well, I was, I was, I, my name's Harvey. And, uh, okay, that Harvey. Was that was a long intro. Who's on your show tonight? Bill's the so, president of the Hot Wheels Corporation. <laughs> uh, actually, we have a couple guys we're trying to get on the show tonight. We are going to have, uh, well, no, that's a secret. Actually, we're going to have a guy from one of the TV shows, and then we're going to try to get uh, Ronnie Setzer on from Tampa. He does a lot of car shows. He's a pinstriper, car customizer, just a pretty cool all-around car guy, you know, family guy and everything like that. And Ronnie's been around. He's kind of like a legend in Tampa, and um, he's got Setzer's auto body. He's been doing car shows forever, so... Bobby's gonna try to get him on the phone right now, but he's pretty cool. He's pretty wicked. You need to come. My- you need to come to our May seventh car show. Do you think you can do some DJ work for us? May seventh down at Quaker yeah, Steak and Lube. Yeah, that's possible. I yeah. wanted to give a shout out to the to the guy. There's a couple ca- couple cats over at P Tech running the uh, automobile parts over there. Yeah, the automobile school over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever been over there and meet those people, but those are pretty nice people. And uh, I also hear that they. But if uh, if you're a veteran, you can take your car over there, but you got to leave it. You know, you just can't go over there and get it fixed that day. You got to leave it like a week because well, they got to set everything up for the kids to work on your car and stuff like that. That's a good thing. Now, speaking, since you're a veteran and since Donald Trump is a big uh, supporter of the veterans, are you voting for Donald Trump? Possibly. 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 Well, I think you should yeah, say, I, just I, say I, yes. I, 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 We're trying well, to get him on the radio show, Harvey. Well, Corey. Corey Corey Lewandowski, you could probably get on. I talked to him already. Did that's, you? Uh, that, that's Trump's campaign manager, Corey Lewandowski, who was in oh, hot really? water, but now he's not in the hot water anymore. That's the guy that grabbed the uh, bright, the bright Bart, the journalist girl's arm because she was trying to go at Trump real, real fast. Remember that? You've seen the video. Well, I, she time. didn't work for Breitbart, did she? Yeah, she used to. She that's where she used to work. Yeah, Breitbart. I thought something like that. One of those organizations. No, because she works for. She was for a communist organization. Is what she worked for. What One was the com- name of it? I don't remember. I Commie did. organization. You know, she's a big Hillary supporter and a big Bernie Sanders supporter. She had no business being there. But anyway. I thought it was a bright, Breitbart. Breitbart. I but I've been seeing a lot of cars. I've been seeing a lot of fancy. There's a there's a cat up where I live. He has the uh, go kart racetrack thing. Yeah. And he's looking to do a classic car show. He says he doesn't know how to contact anybody, and uh, he wants to have a big uh, car show up there. And where's you know, this at? This is up on County Line Road. Uh, it's a uh, it's a go kart track, and they got miniature golf. It's next used to be next to the Beefo Brady's, where the guy Bobby used to own a Beefo Brady's up there. That was a fellow that he committed suicide about five or six years ago. He also used to own the Beefo Brady's in uh, oh. Oldsmar. I'll oh. tell you another place that you need to go to get sponsored for your show is that old. Uh, is that old place down there on 49th Street and 38th Avenue? What's that place down there? Biff Burgers. Burgers. Yeah, we've talked to those guys yeah. before. Yeah. Why don't you, you get them as sponsors? They well, got, we got tried. It. I mean, you know, he, his problem is he thinks he's got too much business, so I couldn't even get him to trade out hamburgers for an ad, you know. Oh. So, But that's okay. You know, they're, they're, they're in their own little world, and I think they went through an ownership transition, so probably have to go back down there and talk to them a little bit. But we have been talking to uh, Quaker Steak and Lube which we affectionately refer to on this radio show as goobers and lubers, and, uh, you know, because um, just a lot of the old farts like to go... Th- you, need, you, need, you need to get a little Fran Hosh on your program, too. You know, she's a big Quaker Steak and Lube fan. Yeah, she is. Uh, she's a motorcycle uh, babe there and, you know, does uh, all that legal stuff, mumble-jumble stuff, and, uh, you know, so anyway, we got to... Is it got the record ready? We got a record ready? He's got something the going record. on. 
Yeah. He's not. He's not going to spin a record. He's going to spin a record. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to spin a record. I'm going to pick a record. Then I'm going to spin a record. He's going to pick it. Then he's going to spin it. (laughs) I'm out of here. Then. Okay. You take care. See you later, Harvey. Okay, that was one of our uh, regular listeners, Harvey, uh, aka Bill, aka Samson, aka Laura. Officer Carl Clappity. Our officer Carl Clappity. And uh, let's see, uh, uh, officer. Uh, somebody rear-ended me. I wonder if you study if you study other people's rear ends that have been rear-ended. End of message. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but uh, yeah, we had a pretty exciting weekend. We got some calls coming in here, so we'll see who's calling next. But anyways, Bobby, you got something coming on the turn-up table? Nope, not yet. He's working on it. Okay, so while he's doing that, let me tell you a little bit about, uh, well, yeah, Coastal Motorsports, obviously Nostalgic Women Cars. And then, uh, I'm on the phone! Oh, he's on the phone. Okay. Anyway, um, so we're going to have some fun tonight. Yes, we actually do have two guests scheduled. One of them is Ronnie Setzer. I was actually over to the shop today in Tampa. Got some pretty cool stuff over there. He's got a place that he's out on Broadway now. Or he's got another shop out on Broadway, which is east side of Tampa on the other side of Ybor City. And he's got kind of an RC track out there because his two kids, his 14-year-old and his 16-year-old, really... They're like uh, championship RC racers, you know. So, uh, but he's going to heat Ronnie. If you go to his website, Ronnie Setzer, he does car shows. He's been doing car shows forever. You know, he's kind of like a local celebrity and a local legend. Takes cars all all the auctions. He was out in Scottsdale. He's out in uh, California. He's in uh, Michigan. He, he gets all over the place. But he's done some pretty cool stuff. I mean, cars, bikes, boats, motorcycles, all kinds of cool stuff. And back in the day, you know, we, everybody used to go to the World of Wheels shows, which we're here in at the Curtis Hickson and then the Bayfront Center and places like that. So uh, Ronnie and us may be teaming up to do something. Now let me just jump over to, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook, like us on, what's the other thing we got going on? What's the social media thing? You're pretty good at that. Oh, yeah, you mean like, uh, let's see, Twitter and Periscope at NRC on air and YouTube. Yeah, follow slash us Nostalgic Radio and Cars, Facebook, Slash Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and LinkedIn, Slash Nostalgic Radio and Cars. How about that? There we go. Anyway, so uh, I think it's time for Speed Culture Minute. Now, Speed Culture, this past weekend, what did we do? We uh, went to a couple of uh, car shows. Thursday, we, obviously, we went to Quaker State and Louvre. And then on Saturday, we had the Meineke Car Care Show down on 66th Street with our good friends, uh, John and Carol LaRue. And it was a reasonably fair turnout. We didn't have as many cars as we'd like, but we had a lot of people show up, which was good. We had radio show give you what, well, we'll say radio A good show. little customer appreciation yeah, day. Yeah, we had a customer appreciation day. So, you know, if you need your car fixed, tuned up, suspension fixed, front end alignment, or anything of that nature, be sure and check out Mighty Key Car Care Center on 66th Street. And uh, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars, you might get a discount, right, Robbie? Isn't that what they told us? That's so if we send right. people down there, they get a discount. And uh, obviously, you know, right up the street from them is our good friends Forte's Automotive. So if you need your car, your hot rod, your old school hot rod work, you definitely want to take it to Forte's because Forte's is really good. Big shout out to my good friend Carl Addy. I ran into Carl. Carl, I used to street race with him. Another guy that I used to street race, again, well, no, I never really street race this, against this guy because uh, Alan Kent from uh, Alan's Alley had some pretty serious Pontiacs back in the day. He had two of them. They were nicknamed the Pyro Cars, Pyros, Pontiacs. And um, I'm not sure where the name came from, but the other day he was messing around in the shop and he lit something on fire. Fire, Pyro, yeah, that kind of has something to do with each other there. But anyway, so, uh, but he was pretty slick. You know, he had two identical 67 GTOs, okay? 
And he was really, really good at building GTO motors or Pontiac engines back in the day, which, you know, most guys rent Chevrolets or Fords, occasionally some Mopars and stuff. And uh, so to find someone with a fast Pontiac, a fast Buick, or a fast Oldsmobile was kind of rare, especially with Pontiacs. But Pontiac already had was kind of legendary already, you know, thanks to Wanger and, and um, uh, DeLorean and those guys because of the GTO, obviously, and the big Super Duty 421 Pontiacs that they had back in the 60s, early 60s. Nonetheless... Uh, he would show up with this, uh, what we would call a bait and switch slash sandbag Pontiac. So this is a big shout out to my good friends, Alan and Howard at, uh, Alan's Alley over in Largo. They do, they don't do as much uh, old school hot rod stuff. They do work on your late model cars. They're up here right off East Bay Drive. So give them a shout. But anyway, so he had this gold 67 Pontiac GTO and he would roll into the pantry pride parking lot back in the seventies. And what would happen is, is he would go and, uh, you know, say, yeah, I want to race, you know, and everybody would go out and say, okay, you know, and he'd go out and he'd run one race with that car, you know, and then it would run maybe 13s or something like that, right? So he'd disappear for a while, and then somebody else said, hey, you want to run, right? And what the trick was back in those days, and this is old school sandbagging, is you would find somebody who had a really, really fast car, and you would just beat them by a, a fender, a wheel well, or lose by a fender or a wheel well, Right. And then you say, look, I'm going to go, I'd like to race you again, you know, for, uh, and, and let's bet again. So then what would happen is, is they would, in Alan's case, we were joking about this the other day, he would take his uh, 66, 67 Pontiac GTO home and say, look, let me go home and put a set of slicks on this thing. Well, what he did is he didn't just put a set of slicks on it. He actually switched cars. He had two identical cars. One ran 11s, one ran 1350s. So then he'd come out the next time, and he was just literally just uh, annihilate you. But he was clever. He didn't beat you by a full two seconds if you had a 12-second car or 11 or 13-second car. He beat you by maybe a fender, you know, just enough to tick you off. And then that's consistently what guys like that would do is they would go out there and they would beat a, you know, a 1350 car by a fender, a 1320 car by a fender, a 1290 car by a fender. And now you're going, well, geez, how fast is this car, you know? And I remember standing out there long. One minute left to top off the evening with a treat from our snack bar. Still time if you hurry. Oh, wow. Hey, I like that. I dig that. Anyway, so, uh, but a lot of guys. That means I found a record. That (laughs) means you found a record. Okay, so Bobby's going to put something on the turntable for us. But anyway, that's a good story. So uh, we're going to try to get a hold of Ronnie if he calls back or if we can get a hold of him. And uh, I know he has some stuff going on this evening and whatnot, but he said if he, if we can, if he can, if he could, we'd, we'd, we'd get him on the show. But still, we have another guest coming on who's a well-known local guy here and also does a weekly show, t- uh, TV show. So uh, what do we got, Bobby? We got ZZ Top. Beer drinkers and hellraisers, and the beer, you'll explain that later. The beer, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to Yingling today over in Tampa. So anyway, hey, we'll be right back. You're tuning in to Nostalgic Green Cars. Don't touch that dial. Crazy.
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Frustrated looking for car shows? Want the latest in automotive news? How about videos and podcasts? Well, check out Speed Culture, the comprehensive automotive app now available on Google Play and the App Store. Speed Culture brings you motorsports event listings based on your current location. Speed Culture also brings you the latest news feeds, videos, podcasts, and more. Speed Culture, the automotive enthusiast mobile app. For more information, check out speedcultureapp.com and download it today. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. This is Jesse Combs, metal fabricator, TV host of All Girls Garage, and the list of 1,001 car things to do before you die, and now the fastest woman on four wheels. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Went a little ZZ Top there. What was the name of that song again, Bobby? Beer Drinkers and Hell Raisers. Beer Drinkers. Well, we had a Hell Raiser on a few minutes ago. That was Harvey. Harvey H. Harvey the Hell Raiser. And I don't know if he drinks beer or not, um, but speaking of beer, we were over at uh, Yingling today. Well, actually, what happened was we had to meet. Uh, let's give a plug to uh, Gene Hodge. Bobby, go ahead and do that. Yes, the Employment Opportunity Hour, Thursdays at 7 o'clock here on the Tantaka Radio Network. Right. And so today he had a little workshop going on over at the uh, Yingling, Yingling, which is Dutch, actually. I can't even pronounce it right. Yingling uh, Brewery over in Tampa, which is the old Stroh's and uh, uh, Pabst Brewery over in Tampa. Off 30th and uh, what's that road called? 30th and uh, oh, by right by USF. So, and I just so happens drink Yingling. Okay, me and my good buddy Hank and the rest of us and Pete and Ted and and everybody else that's up there. Dave that works up at uh, Hank's shop. And uh, so it's pretty good stuff. Pretty smooth. A decent, a, a, a very good beer. You know, way better than Crud Weiser. Crud Weiser. Anyway. Um, so at any rate, so we went over there and checked out the place. And what was interesting is we can actually rent their facility. And you can rent it for like, uh, I don't know, 30 bucks an hour. And, you know, a three, four-hour minimum. Or you can rent it in the evening. But the cool thing about it is, is you register however many people are going to be there. Plus, they'll give you a tour. You get two free bears. So it can't be that. We got a guest on the line? No? Okay. So you got to, to look. Because the phone was ringing. So... There's probably somebody calling in wanting some free beer, right? Just uh, Harvey the Hellraiser the Harvey to the... tell us how great we're doing. Oh, okay. Good, 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 good. Thanks, Harvey. And uh, asking for his prize later on in the year. Asking <laughs> for his prize later on in the year. You know, we got to work this deal out here with Yingling so we can get some beer certificates. I don't know if we can legally do that or not. But at any rate, um, 
So uh, while I was over there, I was kind of like, uh, you know, hitting up some of the old shops. I actually bumped in the old uh, Speed, United Speed World Speed Shop. It's kind of cool because it's over there on North Florida Avenue, just south of uh, Barris, north of Fletcher, I think it is. And that was kind of cool. It's kind of a neat place. If you get a chance, check it out. It's kind of a couple of old cool cars out front. It's got a neat kind of a nostalgic feel to it. I stopped by to see my old buddy Robert Kempton at uh, Kempton Brothers, who actually it's called, uh, I'm not sure what it's called, but anyway, he sells Land Rover parts. And we were kind of reminiscing. And I walked in, and he goes, hey, how you been? It's been a long time. And one of the things that him and I did was something really crazy back in the 70s, no, 80s. He had an 80, 1983, uh, what do you have, an 83 Lamborghini Countach. And I had a 78 930, but it was built pretty good, uh, pretty fast car. Problem with Porsches is in turbos particularly, they have, you know, the notorious turbo lag. And uh, so uh, I was standing there with my good friend Gary Gordon, who is now the... Now I won't say who he is because I want to incriminate him. Well, what the hell? Anyway, so um, so he, he, somebody goes, hey, you know, you two had a race. And uh, I said, yeah, we had a race. And then Robert goes, yeah, we had a no, race. No, John. John, do you want me to answer you want to answer? How are we going to do this? Because, because i got to tell you the truth. Even in New Jersey, what you're doing is called rude. So, uh, Very, very good. Go Trump. Anyway, um, so uh, we decided to uh, just let's just see how this works. Now, you got 12 cylinders versus six cylinders. So I was already at a disadvantage, although I had a turbo, one big fat one on there. And uh, so Gary goes, yeah, sure. So it was, Robert gets in his Countach. I get in my uh, turbo. Gary jumps in the passenger side. Now, he's got a highball with him. So he's kind of like slightly lit. I'm all focused, right? So Kempton pulls out a. Uh, this is at Reeves Import Motorcars because back in the day we used to have what they call wine and cheese parties. So uh, he like boogied out on the Florida Avenue and then hung a right on Fowler. I was right behind him. He nailed it. All I saw was just poofs of smoke come out of six tailpipes. Keep in mind, it's 12, so he's got three pipes on one side, three on the other. And I go, damn. You know, I said to Gary, I go, I don't know. Googly moogly. <laughs> I said I wasn't sure whether I was going to get my butts stomped or not. Now, at any rate, because um, I think it was a 400 some odd horsepower, and I was pushing probably you know, maybe three, 320, 320, 330, something like that. Please clap. Uh, <laughs> very good, Bobby. Anyway, and uh, so uh, off up 75, we went, man. Uh, now, he just blew me way off the line. But, you know, the old reliable, trusty Porsche Turbo, once that turbo kicked in, it lit, and I was on his bumper the whole time. We went around Barris Avenue. We were going up 75. This is back in the old days when before there was the merger there with 75, okay? 75 didn't even exist, man. 75 South right there, by the way, guys. And uh, so... I caught him at probably somewhere around 160, 65 miles an hour. I know my needle was buried. And to this day, I don't know whether he was lifting or whether I caught him. But I, I know I did go past him. But was, the funny part about it was, is on the opposite side of the road, a state trooper pulled up some guy. We go flying by well excess 100 miles an hour. And the guy that's getting a ticket is pointing at us. The state trooper is holding the ticket, you know, this little ticket pad. He just turns around. There's nothing he could do. We're gone. Phew. We got to 54. We pulled over real quick before anything was built up there. Okay, it was just my, just a gas station. And I told Robert, you go one way, I'll go the other way. Let's split up that way, you know, just in case they won't catch us, which is what exactly... What are you implying? <laughs> and we were breaking the law. Anyway, so about 45 minutes later, we all we both showed up back at uh, Reason Port Motor Car. So what was funny is when I walked into his store today, he says, you know, I think about that every once in a while. And I said, I do too. And uh, he says, that was the best 15 minutes of my life. And I'm thinking, what yeah. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Very, very appropriate. That was good. 
So <laughs> anyway, Bobby's going to be getting on the phone here a little bit and try to get one of our guests on. But uh, so that's kind of what we did today. And then I, I, I went over to Benton Productions. Benton Productions is the uh, production facility over in on the other side of Tampa, and they produce Car Fix, All Girls Garage. Um, two guys garage and truck you so whether you guys realize this or not or know this that uh, those four tv shows are actually produced right here in tampa and uh, so i went over there just to kind of hang out with them a little bit and uh, talk to uh, jared zimmerman who with a little luck will be on our show here a little bit and uh, so we we, we kind of jaw jack for a little bit you know and talk about cars and parts and this and that he had a coyote motor in there so we were kind of you know oogling ogling the, the the mighty ford 50302 whatever you want to call it 50 uh, v8 quad cam motor Pretty impressive little piece. You know, the technology today is just incredible. Uh, once I left there, then I went over to Ronnie's place, hung out with him for a little bit, for an hour or so, and then, uh, you know, the rest is history. So, anyway, Bobby, you want to go ahead and get our guests on the phone and uh, while I jibber-jabber here a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit about the Speed Culture Minute. The Speed Culture Minute, if you guys don't know, check out Speed Culture, the enthusiast mobile app. It basically is a location-based app that tells you where car shows are. Right, Bobby? That's what it is. And uh, so you can get it on your Android Play Store or your Apple Store, right? That's right. All right, so what do you got going on there? We're going to play a song because our next guest is just about ready. Oh, okay, super. We're going to play some song. Let me see. i got to guess this one, right? Cumbersome. Oh, yeah. Seven Mary something or other. Eight, three. Seven. What is it? Seven Mary Three. Seven Mary Three. This is a good song. I like this song, Cumbersome. This is kind of like uh, late 90s, 2000s, something like that? Yeah. That's kind of what they call alternative. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Video and Cars Don't Touch That Dial. We'll be right back. Peter Fonda. 
and Susan George are Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. Anytime you want out, you just holler. Huh? <laughs> Hold on, baby. Those gonna get you if you don't look out. At least they're gonna try. Wait, hold her! Coming at you down every road, coming at you in the sky. I want them stopped. Stop how? Fresh right into them. Susan George are Dirty Mary and Crazy Larry. They don't call them that for nothing. Hey, this is Lou Santiago of Car Fix and GarageInsiderTV.com. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce, introduce our special guest for the evening. I want to welcome him back for the second time. I've got with me this evening Jared Zimmerman, co-host of Carfix TV. Jared, how you doing, buddy? Hello, sir. I'm doing well. Now that we're uh, connected, I'd like to apologize to you for giving you the wrong phone number today. I, I like writing three so much that I actually transposed it uh, over a five. Uh, so that's my fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> right in front of everybody. So that means all those texts I sent you, you didn't get? I didn't get a, a one of them. Oh, uh, man. Somebody probably did, though. Somebody they probably <laughs> Well, they might be calling in the radio show here in a little bit, you know? So. Yeah. Oh, luckily, I've got a good girl by my side who saved me on that one. She goes, um, did you write down the right number? And I said, yeah. I mean, come on, it's my phone number. And I thought, oh, no, I put a three instead of a five. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Well, anyway, hey, uh, so what have you been up to lately? I know where I, get, I was I was just talking a little bit earlier how I was kind of hanging out today in Tampa a little bit, and I stopped by your shop, and we were just uh, jaw-jacking, talking about cars and bikes and cars and motors, and we were hanging out there by that Coyote motor. So uh, what are you guys getting ready to do with that thing anyway? Are you going to stick that in something, or is that something that Kevin brought down? Yeah, that's something Kevin brought down, and actually, you know, I kind of fall in love with things like that because it, it's an ill-fated engine. It was one of the first um, runs for them. So that engine has probably over 100,000 miles on it, and it was one of the engines that led them to the discovery that those uh, the first run of Coyotes actually had oiling problems. So um, that engine is devoid of a couple of oil galleries that the current production engine has. So it was starving um, the rod caps inside of the engine. So that's the type of things I guess the OEM can figure out with their massive budget and being able to just let something run for 24 hours on end, you know. But um, so that kind of stuff, I think, is really cool. But it's it actually a uh, damaged engine, so it's just a prop for now, but a, a very nice prop to have. That's a very nice prop. And by the way, we should mention that uh, Kevin's one of the co-stars of, of uh, Two Guys Garage, right? Yes, and one of the smartest individuals on two feet, I think, as well. So well, he's an in- He's an engineer. He's an engineer for Ford Motor Company. So, and I think he works in right. Special Motors. Doesn't he have something like that? Product uh, Special yeah, Motor he, Development. He does, and I may speak incorrectly here, but I'll get kind of the bullet points right. He actually just got a promotion, and I think he's one of the uh, head people for just uh, Ford Powertrain now, which is a, a very you know exalted place to be in a, in a company like that, especially if you're a gearhead. You know, as he puts it to me, 
imagine having um, you know the resources that billions of dollars can buy you to to basically build and destroy and learn and and um, so he's he's always full of of uh, knowledge and a good guy to talk to but yeah yeah he's he's big man of Ford for sure big man of Ford okay well so what are you and Lou up to over there in Carfix how's Carfix doing well we're kind of you know we're the troublemakers so <laughs> that's good that's good I like troublemakers yeah. We're trying to find find our way out of it usually, but um, you know, uh, we were talking a little bit today, and I was thinking because uh, I mentioned being on the show about one of the the projects that I wanted to tell you about, and then I remember I signed a non disclosure on it. So, oh. unfortunately, it is a motorcycle. That's about as far as I can go, and I'm bringing it up because I'm excited about it, and it's the first motorcycle that Lou and I have got to play with, uh, you know, on TV. So, that's a big thing to look forward to this season. Okay. And um, other than that, I, I want to talk to you about the Porsche because I was actually listening to the show and I love your Kintosh versus the uh, 930 story today. So that's, that's pretty relevant. That's a true story, by the way. That is a very, very sure true story. So go ahead and tell me yours real quick. I love it. Yeah, so um, I was actually at a bar uh, drinking water and an individual came up to <laughs> me and, uh, you know, claimed that he's a fan of the show and uh, bought a couple rounds and uh, told me about his Porsche collection. And, um, you know, I, I was listening to him with genuine interest, as I always try to do, but when he brought up that he had a 79 930, you know, I perked up. Oh, my gosh, what can we do to that? Let alone will he let me touch it, you know? Because, um, as you know, those cars are starting to get into that area where they're kind of the holy grail of, you know, Porsches. They're, they're really finding their spot in collectability. And um, he said, actually, that he'd put a modern turbo on it and had some problems with it. And I thought, yeah, yeah, you're going to, you know. Um, but uh, anyway... It came down to the fact that we were just going to iron out his turbo problems, and then uh, I met these guys at a place called Proven Power in Tampa. There's a couple of young guys that, because um, I was looking for the proper dyno to tune this car, because obviously, you know, I didn't want to hurt it. Um, and they guilted me into fabricating an entire turbo system for that, or Lou and I, rather. And um, we ended up putting down 479 uh, horsepower and 474, I think, foot-pounds at the tire which is uh, pretty impressive for a car from that generation. But um, we did it with, uh, you know, a standalone fuel injection computer, and it was actually one of the engines with the twin um, spark plugs on it. Which, oh, uh, really? Added, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I said, oh, really, a twin plug head? But wait a minute, was it a 3.3 oh, yeah. or was it a 3.4? It was a 3.0. It was a 3. No, it should have been a 3.3. Three. It was a factory 79 motor. Oh, 3.3? Yeah, okay. Then um, Maybe it was a 3.4. I'm sorry, I'd, well, no, no, because what a lot of guys were doing is that the 90, 90, the 91, 92, 93, 94 turbo engine, which is a twin plug engine, people were taking those out and putting them in earlier cars. So that could have happened. Okay. Yeah, and it may have. Okay. But it was still uh, air-cooled. Well, I guess it would have been, too, yeah. in, in the early 90s like that as well. So, But um, all I know is for us it equated to something that was very hard to tune, but those guys pulled it off and uh, made a good number out of it. But um it was a pretty exciting project, and I'm, I'm glad it, it came out well. And that show's actually already aired, but uh, it's just one that I really, really um, am fond of, you know. So. What color was the Porsche? It was red. Red? Guard's red. Okay, guard's <laughs> oh, red. Yeah. yeah, aren't they all? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Although, I'd like to say all the ones that matter or something generic like that, but I'm a fan of the uh, the colors that are a little more um, unique. So I like the grays and, and, and colors like that, a little more moody, so to speak, you know. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Moody, I like that. Yeah, silvers and yeah. maybe a green and maybe a blue or something like that. Excellent. Now, yeah. So what do you got? What are you working on in your stable now? You live here locally now, right? I sure do. Yeah, and the the thing is, um, I, I really, I, what I did is I just bought a, a BMW motorcycle. So that's about the most exciting thing I've got going on in my life personally. 
um, because I think it's because, I, you know, I get to work on 60-some-odd cars a year on average, and so it really whets my palate to be able to drive everything from brand-new stuff to cars that have had problems, you know, you name it, um, to older things, you know. And because I'm behind the scenes on four shows, I really get a wide range of, of everything, you know. So um, I, I kind of look at myself like a bubble. Eventually, when I get my opportunity, I'm going to have the ultimate shop and burst and have, an old, you know, 100 cars that, that all need something done to them. But right now, I'm just kind of in limbo. I drive an 89 Cutlass, which is about as boring as you can get. But it's, uh, I paid $300 for it five years ago, and it's still running. So between well, that and the motorcycle... Well, let me ask you this now, since you, and, and you know, just so give people a little bit of background, you've done some pretty amazing stuff. You worked for Troy Trepania for a while, and we talked about that Buick that you did, which you and I talked a little bit about that today. Sure. Uh, you, your, your automotive expertise and background is fairly, I would say, besides extensive, fairly sophisticated. You're a pretty, pretty good guy, when it, I'm pretty talented when it comes to automotive. So uh, why don't you share some of the really cool stuff that you've worked on? Okay, sure. Yeah, and I, you know, there again, I got to give uh, Rad Rides by Troy most of the credit on that. Um, you know, I showed up a, a wide-eyed kid, and um, he basically folded me in, you know, to, to under his wing and, and put up with me, and I got to be a part of um, some pretty extreme budgets, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, so he had amazing customers, and yeah, it. Um, I appreciate the compliments, by the way, but yeah, oh gosh, where do I start? I think so. Some of my favorites were probably the Blowfish, which was a '69 Barracuda race car. And um, that car we were allowed to, in the class that we were running, chop it um, three-quarters of an inch. They have very specific rules, you know. Other than that, we had to leave the body stock, with the exception of from the center line up the front axle forward. So it had a really radical nose on it. But other than that, it was a stock length, and um, we achieved over 300 miles an hour several times with that car, from everything, with everything from a four-cylinder to, excuse me, um, a turbocharged NASCAR V8. Uh, so it was very, very exciting to be a part of that project because... You know, all the cars that Rad Rides were built to do something, but that one went out and got its hands dirty. And um, one of the great things about racing at the Salt Flats, too, is it's not commercial yet. You know, it's, it's race what you brought and trying to go faster than the next guy over five to seven miles. And it just really got in my blood. Um, and George Quotit, the owner of that car, also owns what I believe to be the fastest piston-driven, gear-driven uh, um, machine, which is a, a, called the Speed Demon. It's a streamliner, it's a classic thing, but he's went over uh, 460 miles an hour with that a couple times. Um, I'm not sure what the official record is, because as you know, at the salt, you have to run one direction and then within a couple hours back it up, and that's what makes it so challenging. And It's like um, a drag race that takes place over that, that long of a distance, so you just learn so much about the capabilities of a machine, because you're not doing it for four seconds, you're doing it for a minute and a half at wide open throttle and you know, 30 pounds of boost, and it's just uh, it's some of the most exciting times. It, it, and it seems odd to say where when the car would come back broken, and you got to see kind of frozen in time what happened in that extreme condition, you know, with, with someone else's money. So <laughs> couldn't beat it. <laughs> did you get a chance to drive on a, I did, on a flat? actually. <laughs> yeah. George is very generous, and I don't know, I always felt like maybe we ended up with a little bit of animosity, because I'm going to paint a very pretty picture here, but, you know, you show up in big rigs with these amazing machines, and you get out and you have every tool, knowing a man, uh, the first year that we went, I could tell it was kind of, uh, oh, you know, here comes the rich guy, and um, by the end of it, we were fixing people's things, and, and happy to help, you know, when they come to the pits, because we had the equipment, but in saying that, George would also bring several cars, and cars that he'd already 
basically, I guess, wrung all the fun out of or, or achieved whatever record he wanted, um, were available to his crew to go secure their licenses. So I actually got to drive a Fairlane of his that had a, a modern NASCAR engine in it. And it. It's a little bit of an embarrassing story. I got up to, um, oh, I, I believe, 140. I was going for my first license, which I think you have to sustain a, a 125. So your entry and exit speed, the average of that has to be 125. And the car got really loose on me, and I remember thinking, this isn't your machine, you know. If you, if you flip it over, it's going to be a lot uglier than if you bail out with your head down, you know. So I uh, I stabbed the clutch, and um, I, I reportedly got up to over 140, and then my exit speed was like 90-something, so the average didn't didn't quite meet up. But it was like 123. I barely missed it. So, But at least I didn't crash it. But uh, I, I got to drive on the, the hallowed salt and, um, in a very cool machine, and all thanks to him. Neat. That's neat. Now, when you when you say you have to get a license, in other words, you can't run the salt flats unless you're attempting to get a license or you're actually a licensed driver. Is that the way it works? That's correct, yes. Okay, yeah. didn't so, know that. Yeah, you, your first, um, I think your first license is 125 miles an hour, and then they have, you know, the 200 club and then the 300 club, you know, and of course that field narrows rapidly as you start getting over 200 miles an hour because there's a lot of variables, you know. You can be up against a traction loss or, um, you know, wind resistance or gear limited. I mean, any of the factors that plague a car in, in any other type of land speed record, be it on pavement or anything else, are kind of amplified out there because you're in, you know, you're out in August in the desert, so the heat is against you. Um, you're essentially driving on ice, so that's against you. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a huge learning curve. But, yeah, they definitely want everyone to be safe. And, yeah, it's kind of like an HRA where each, each tick you, you go, you, you need a license for it. Interesting. So now you've driven on a street, let's just say 140, 150 miles an hour. So now you're saying that when you're driving on the salt flats, it's like driving on ice. You've got a potential crosswind that you've got to deal with. And the car, even if you didn't have a crosswind, at that speed, at 120, 130, 140, does the car get squirrely? It typically does. It all depends on the arrow. And that's the other thing with the Barracuda that I brought up is we were fortunate enough. You know, there again, I mean, working for Rad Rides was incredible because I think we're one of the only private individuals that were able to just go in there and use their wind tunnel. And, really? um Yeah, so the Blowfish, for example, would be a car that was dialed in. You know, that car had an extremely high amount of downforce at speed on it, and the arrow was just absolutely... Literally, if we moved a trip fence or any of the other um, pieces on the car an eighth of an inch, we'd go back and look, and you could see a, a different reading in the wind tunnel on data. Now, when you're driving something that's stock body, it's completely different. So on the street, yeah, exactly. You may not feel the car get pushed, you know, when when you have the traction advantage of, you know, asphalt, for example. Um, but out there, it, it is really equivalent to driving on ice, and that's why it takes so long to get up to this speed. And then, um, yeah, when 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 the wind pushes back on the car, it's really neat to study the data or have yourself in the seat and and feel it. And I think a lot of those guys that, that go very fast, a lot of it is just. Being brave, essentially, you know, you just you have to hang on to the car while it's getting squirrely and just push through and get that record. Wow, so it's a very exciting thing. The one advantage is though, if a car does get loose on you, um, typically they won't flip over because you're on such a smooth surface. It, it just turns into a ballet of the car spinning around and and whatnot, you know, rather than it than it tumbling. Well, that's a nice way to put it—a ballet. I like that. <laughs> I could yeah, the, a really little bit of music. A little music comes to my mind right now, a little waltzing or something like that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
So your goal is to have, if I understood you correctly earlier, you kind of indicated that you would love to have your own shop. I'm surprised you don't have your own shop yet, even if you had a small one. Or do you just not have the time? I think um, time is definitely a factor, but um, really, I guess, capital more than anything, because as soon as I'm like a kid in a candy store, as soon as I have enough money to turn loose of to um, build a shop, I think, oh, you know, I'd, I'd rather have this set of speakers or this big TV or this car. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what really happened. Uh-huh. I keep hoping somebody's going to walk along and go, here's this bag of money, start a shop, and I'll go, okay. Yeah. For you. yeah well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. With your talent, you know, you should be able to find a little TV exposure. I'm sure you get somebody to, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, Say, hey, look, here, I need you to build me some... Here's my private collection. Build me 50 cars. That, that's a good start. That. Well, some people luck out and get that opportunity, and I hope it, you know, finds me someday. But, I mean, uh, you know, that brings to mind one of the fondest memories I have of working with Velocity was uh, working with uh, Stable and building what is known as a Stable Camaro with them, which is a 71 Camaro that I got to just go all out on for 147 days and, uh, you know... It's the first time I've ever done it essentially alone because Lou lives in North Carolina. So, you know, um, he has a life and, and a business of his own. So getting back and forth was limited. So um, kind of got to, to face that challenge head on and just at least know that I could do it, you know. How often does your show air now? we got a few minutes right. left. Yeah, it airs weekly. So it's Saturday and Sunday. It has a regular time slot at 11. Um, and then, uh, luckily, they replay us quite a bit in the evenings and, and all over the place. But that's the surefire way to catch it. Okay. And it, as are you, your Spike TV, is that what you're on? Uh, Velocity. Velocity. The Discovery property. Yeah, okay. So. I'll get it straight one of these days. I get it mixed up. Uh, hey, that's all right, man. I can't get anything straight. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm supposed to do anyway. I'm supposed to say, watch it on Velocity at 11 a.m. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, you know May 7th we're doing this big car show in, Tan- in uh, at Quaker Steak and Lube. It's called Best of the Bay. So I'd really like you to show up there. Maybe you could bring some of the other guys from the uh, from All Girls Garage, bring Kevin over there, uh, bring Lou over there, the guys from Truck U, you know. And uh, you guys, well, 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 we can't afford to pay anything because we're poor, but we'll get you fed, and we'll get hey, we're you. we so it's, it's all good. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll just have a big car show. I think that'd be kind of fun, don't you think? Yeah, we can check the calendar and see who's in town that week. And um, I got an idea. Why don't we bring the? Yeah. Why don't we just bring the film crew over there? Yeah, we'll, I would we love could that. we could do a live show, and then we'll just uh, you know we'll consolidate them, you know, and then that way uh, we'll make a big party out of it. We'll get the news out there. We'll get everybody out there. In fact, maybe you can bring some cars and trucks and motorcycles. No, I got a better idea. Bring that silver gremlin over there. Yeah, the yeah, gr- that thing interesting. We actually lost that one today. The owner came to grab it. Oh man, that was pretty cool. It was a '71 or '72 Gremlin X Factor 304 car. Pretty neat piece. Correct, yeah, yeah, and it, it, the only thing that's been done to it, I think, is we transplanted a. So your knowledge is going to be better on this than, than mine. I think it's 360, which is another factory engine, but not that was a 304 car. You're correct about that. Yeah. Um, someone who knows more than me looked under the hood and said, oh, that's, that's got a 360 in it. But that car only had 8,000 miles on it. Still the factory window sticker in it. Just, um, you know, it's one of those kind of goofy cars in the annals of history. You know, it'll go down as um, maybe not anyone's favorite, but there's something to be respect about a car that's that good of a time capsule. Absolutely. I mean, that thing looked like it rolled off the showroom floor. It's still a really neat car. Jared, we're out of time. I want to thank you very much. Be sure and tune in to Carfix TV, right? Did I say that right? Carfix TV? Yes, sir. I, on Velocity, I want to thank my special guest this evening, Jared Zimmerman, co-star 
with Lou Santiago. In the meantime, everybody, thank you for tuning in to Nostalgia Radio and Cars. Don't forget every Tuesday night between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreetMotorsports.com. Nostalgia Radio and Cars. Like us on Facebook and all that other good stuff. Right, Bobby? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And we'll see you at the car show. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to take a record, you dumb cracker. It broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. Ray-